Welcome to the Upstaging Gentlemen Podcast. Hello. Hey, I'm Michael with Play With Your Food Productions out in Hemet, California. I'm Nathan Prince with Legendary Productions. And uh, we want to welcome you guys to the show. And so our, our topic today, Nathan, is uh, inspired by a question that uh, we were sent in by a listener. Oh, sweet. And uh, so it's on the topic of leadership. Okay. Right here. So it says, uh, you and Nathan... Uh, hey, this is written to me this time. Oh, nice. Look at this. You and Nathan are both leaders, managers, producers, directors, or whatever word you want to use. What are effective skills to hone in order to be a leader? What do you hope to inspire in those who follow you, whether it is cast members or tech or production team members? What does it mean to be in charge of something, both the good and the bad? Hmm. Um, Oh, that's a that's, that's a lot of questions. Right <laughs> that's there. deep. I was like, oh, we'll start to ask one of the. There's about ten questions in there. All right, right. let's start with the top one. All right, so um, let's. What, what is the top one? Uh, what is what? I can't remember the question. Okay, here we go. What are the effective skills you need to hone in order to be a leader? Um, I guess I'll start, and then you could chime in, Mike. But I'll, I'll start with kind of what I what I imagine it to be, and. This by no means means I'm right in what I'm going to say, but just my opinion and my, my, my mental approach. But my, my first thought is believe in what you're doing. I think if you believe in what you're doing, people can see that you believe in it and they will catch on. Um, I also, it's kind of a close second for me, but I think to not be afraid to admit when you're wrong. If things are, things are going well, things are going good. It's easy to be like, Oh yeah, that was me or that was us. And, but when things go wrong, to really say, well, my fault, I'm wrong, you're right, and not to be afraid to apologize. I think that's kind of the, the top two for me. Believe in what you're doing, have passion for it, go strong, show people that you're giving your all and doing your best, and then not be afraid to say you're wrong. And uh, I, I, I think for me, I, uh, at least the first thing that comes to mind is the people skills. Mm -hmm. And all the different people that you're going to be dealing with. And, and, and these are people that can change their moods. Yes. And that's, you know, you can cast somebody, get along with them one night and the next night, um, you know, that they may have had a rough day and they may not be, uh, the cheeriest of, of people and, or, um, I don't know. You could just find yourself at odds with them or or who knows, but just dealing with people on a constant basis, especially with a big cast, that could be hard. And uh, I, I will say, you know, I'm thinking back, I just, my mind just flashed back immediately. What skills do you uh, need to develop in order to be a director? So I just automatically thought back to my very first show I ever tried. It was a disaster <laughs> of a of a process. I actually, you know what? The very first show, I, th I think I was in second grade and I tried to direct. And I, like, literally, I, 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 I want it was so funny. And that's before I ever even thought about doing a, a theatrical career. I don't even know what I was thinking, but we were, we were putting on this, um, this, uh, play at school, like the, the, the school was doing a play. And I decided, you know, my own second grade mind, I wanted to do my own version of the, the, the same play. And we would rehearse at recess, and I would cast it myself, and and <laughs> and, and do it, and um, and then of course you know you'd have the people that like, oh, I'll do your show, I'll do your show, but then uh, nobody showed up at my rehearsal, it was because it was a recess. 
I was a second grader trying to like, you know, tell everybody, okay, we're going to meet out on the, on the, the blacktop and we're going to do a rehearsal. And, um, you know, my beautiful show ended up in a, in a monologue. Because everybody else went out to, to, play, to play kickball, yeah, yeah, to play, yeah. and they're play, playing tag and you know whatever. But you know, thinking all the way back there. But then you know, when I actually did start to direct some shows, um, I th- you know what the the biggest problem I ran into in my first show is scheduling and and having people arrive and like you know I was trying to cast people. It's my first show. I don't know what I'm doing, and. Um, you know, people are like, okay, we'll do the show. We'll do the show. And rehearsal is going to start. Let's say rehearsal is going to start at four o'clock. And at four o'clock, I've got like two of 10 cast members there. And we're sitting around, we're sitting around. I'm nervously looking like, what's going on here? I'm on the phone calling people like, you know, where, where are you? Where are you? And, you know, like finally 4.15, somebody else gets there. And, and, and this is the way that rehearsals are for a while. And then, you know what happens? The people that are there on time, they have just learned that they don't need to be on time. It's a waste of their time. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh my gosh, that, that whole first show and, I, I, you know, I must have been 18 or 19 years old trying to do this, and it was so frustrating. And nobody's going to listen to an 18 or 19 year old. And I'm saying, you know, it's like it was the roughest thing. But so, like, definitely, even to this day, like, if rehearsal starts at seven o'clock, like at seven o'clock, I better have heard from you. Like, if you're if you're if you're not present, um, if there's a reason, if there, you know, at seven o'clock, if there is a reason you're not there. I, I should have at least got a text from you or or something. It's just, um, I don't know. It's, a, it's always a pet peeve of mine, probably because it was such a early problem mm-hmm. for me um, down there. And I, I guess you know the the other thing for me, leadership is to have the vision. You know, what are we going to do? Somebody's got to have the vision. And if you're the leader, you have to have the vision. If somebody else comes up with the vision, maybe they're the leader now. Right, you know, it's it's like you, but but you have to constantly have the vision, um, always. So you've you've just done a show. Now you've got to have a vision for the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Um, that is the challenge. So I think to stay on top of that, to to stay inspired constantly, and to to keep having a knowledge of what shows are out there. Always, you have to learn more. You always, 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 always grow. Have to learn more. Yeah, you you have to or. You're done. I think another part of leadership, because you mentioned people's skills, I think it's very important as a leader or someone that's wanting to be a leader to value and truly appreciate the people that are either working for you on stage or off stage, staff, to truly value them. And it's not a fake, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. But to genuinely feel a special place for them and let them know that they're valued appreciated and even loved that without them you don't exist legendary wouldn't exist without the actors without the staff without the steve and i being uh co-owners co-producers it wouldn't exist without all of those people it just wouldn't it would become just a monologue (laughs) and and that can only last so long and you still need a tech crew to help you with that so i think i think um being not being afraid to admit you're wrong and being willing to learn and grow and truly appreciate and value the people that are working with you or under you. Yeah. So what was the, what was the next part? What was the next part of that question? Let's see the next part of the question. Um, one, okay. So what would you give as some advice 
to somebody who's just starting off? Actually, I don't even know if that is one of the questions, but uh, I'm hoping it is. Uh, we'll just throw that in there. So someone else is just starting off. They're just starting off leading. What advice do you give them? For me, it's pick a team that you could trust. Someone pick a team that you trust and that you know will have the best interest interest of your vision, that they're going to help support the vision that you're running with. And you be willing to sometimes run with their vision. But I think picking the right team and the right support. Now, how do you know, like, you know, when, when the right team is the right team, though? I, I, uh, you know, so I throw this out. That, that may seem like a weird question. But, you know, here's where I ask, because people will tend to pick a team that they're comfortable with. Yep. Um, but if you, you pick a team that you're purely comfortable with, that may not be a team that challenges you. Right. And so there, there does need to, I, I, you know, probably your first time starting off. Yeah. Go, go with the team you're comfortable with. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You're going to, you're going to be challenged in other ways. Um, but I don't know yet. Um, may, maybe you do pick somebody that you don't always get along with, but you know, is just very, very good. Oh, I could, and, I could just say this even on a, on a staff or even, even just as far as production teams and cast, there's many times there's people that, maybe sociably or personally, I don't get along with. But when it comes to creating art together and creating unity through art, we're very much different. And I, and I don't want people to be exactly like me because that's boring. I want people that are better than me in areas. I don't want them to be exactly like you because that's terrifying. That would be terrifying. <laughs> no, very terrifying. It's like two of you running around. Um, no, but but I, think, I, think my, I think something I just said actually just rang a bell in my head. Picking people that either are better than you or fill gaps where you are weaker or they're, they're stronger. I think that's huge too, because I'm not the catch all for everything. There's people out there that are better than me in most things. I so, think that's huge. And, and to, to do that. So you, you're, you got to bring a sense of humility yep. then to the table to even admit that. And, 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 and we say that because uh, that's something that new leaders may not be willing to do no you think you're a catch-all you know everything well it's or, or or you're afraid to admit that you don't because it's like how how is you can you as the leader admit that you're not good at this and this and this and this and um i mean honestly you, you can be a you can be a great leader and really only be good at just the managing part. yeah just the managing part. Yeah. And, and and you assemble your team and everybody you, you could have zero theatrical skills and just be really good at well at i think managing. people i think people are also afraid of sometimes or or don't like the idea of giving up something that's theirs well this is mine i don't want other people to have so much control or so much say that's it's okay it's still your vision still your baby it's okay to have the help because the question is do you want the best quality and the best product out there? Or do you want to snuff it out and smother it? That's, that's so, the do, fear. do you want the best product out there or do you want it to be your product? Yeah. I and, mean, and that's the truth. And sometimes, and sometimes it's not saying that your product and you leading and doing most of the stuff can't be the best. But in all truth, if we really look at ourselves, there's certain areas where I know I can't run an Excel sheet for the life of me. Like I try to figure out the formulas and my brain starts to literally shake. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So but, that's not my strength at all. Well, there, and there's that saying that's like, you know, I don't even know who said it, but I remember the, the saying, probably many people have said it now, but if your vision doesn't include, you know, other talented people coming alongside of you, your vision's too small. 
I agree. Like if, if, if you can accomplish everything by yourself, you don't need the help of anybody. Like it's a, you know, maybe either you're the most talented person on the face of the planet, or you just got too small of a vision. Um, so, and, and I, I, I think my advice in that situation were, or I mean, you know, for the same question, like, you know, what advice would you give somebody? Uh, so you, you said, uh, pick your team. It kind of go, goes with our first podcast, like, yeah. uh, you know, build your, build your team around you. Um, and I think mine is let your team see that you are working as hard as you possibly can. You have to do your best. If 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 you are not rising a hundred percent to the challenge, if you are not doing your best in everything, if you're not putting the work in, you cannot expect everybody else to do it. Well, and, I th- and another thing, I think because you may you may sometimes put your team or your staff in this bubble. Like, say you think someone's great at marketing. And you're like, you're my marketing guy. High five. Yeah, you're the marketing dude. Well, sometimes it's nice to listen to your team and take on some of their opinions. I am all about having people drop their opinions, their thoughts, their creative ideas and approaches because you never know what someone else is talented with. It. So the marketing guy, yeah, he's amazing at marketing. But what if he's amazing at um, we'll say choreography. You never experienced that with him. So you don't know, but all of a sudden he's talking about, here's a great approach for the show. This dancing would be amazing. So I think it's good to let your team in the, in your, in your staff have a voice. And even if it's like once a month, once every other month, once every other week, once a week, whatever you want to set up, have a meeting, let them have, <clears throat> excuse me, have a voice or input so they get to be a part of that process and you never know what you, me, myself can learn from them as that collective team. It doesn't mean you have to do all that's being thrown at you, but why not get that perspective and get that approach? And and if nothing else, it at least ensures that there's a bunch of creative minds that are then focused on your product and, and challenging you. your product. And, and that's mind time that you're, yep. that you're given to these other people um, that, you know, will, will then come out and, and, you know, help, help you out in whatever aspect uh, they're in charge of there. Yep. All right. So uh, here's, here's this one right here. What do you hope to inspire in those who follow you, whether it is cast members or tech or production team members? Well, that's, that's a, that's an easy answer for me. Legendary's motto is change effect move. And I think that's huge because I think art does bring unity. And I say it all the time, unity through art. People come from all walks of life, all different experiences, different cultures, different belief systems. And when they come into this theater, when they come be a part of Legendary, I want them to find unity through art. And that motto, Change Effect Move, is just one um, Change Effect Move, one micro microcosm, one little outlet of that is unity through art. But people coming into here, I want them to staff, cast, audience members, I want them to come in and be inspired. I want them to come in and just laugh. I want them to necessarily, I don't always want this, but to walk away with a tear, just to feel something, to escape their own reality and come be a part of something that in one way or another changes them, affects them, or removes them. And that's that's a small that's a small answer. But I really believe in that as a person. I teach my kids that. I teach the, or not teach, I try to inspire the cast and the and production team to always do their best. That's all under change effect move to always do your best. Even when I'm tired, worn out, and I don't want to push forward, that inspires me to push forward because I want to be an example to them to push forward and keep doing their best. 
and to be a part of that change effect move. So that's kind of my 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 short long answer. All right, for me, the the immediate thing I, th- I think of is I want the audience to have a good time, mm. and I want all the actors. I, w- I want the the wait staff. I, you know, ev- everybody that is involved in play with your food. I really want them to have at the forefront of their minds that we need to give the audience a good time mm. and. Well, you know, whatever that means, and and I always think back to what one of my one of my very first seasons of running play with your food when I when I first took it over, um, there was a uh, a a, ret- a retirement home that was getting a bus full of people to come out and see this show, and uh, that that we were doing, and we were, I think we were doing a, a version of Sherlock Holmes, and they were getting on this bus and. Um, and and they were going to come out and, you know, kind of, unfortunately they made reservations a little bit late in the game. And so they were kind of in, in the back. And um, I remember this lady came in and she saw, you know, that she was seated further back. And I think, you know, she's the sweetest little old lady, but she got, she got so upset because, um, I, you know, I think she was afraid that she wasn't going to be able to hear it or she wasn't going to be able to see it. And she, you know, the rest of the table was, was okay, but she was so, so upset mm. and that, that she was really starting to show it. And like, you know, I, I don't want to say like, you know, throw a tantrum, but maybe she threw a little bit of a tantrum. <laughs> and I, I remember, you know, another staff member, not staff, but a, but a, or, or an actor, um, kind of reacted and saw this and was like, Oh, come on. But I like, you know, to me, the, the immediate thought was somebody like this lady, probably she, they were coming to a matinee and she was probably up and dressed at 8am to come out and see the show. And, you know, just waiting out in the, the lobby for the bus to come and pick them up at, you know, 1230 or whatever she, I mean, she's probably one of those people. And it was probably the only show that they were going to get to, you know, maybe only get to see that month. Like maybe that was their only outing that they were allowed to do. And so she comes out here and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is like her, her one time a month and that she can come out to see the show, get, get, get away from the retirement home there. And we're letting her down. So I, you know, I, I got her a chair up in the front row. We moved her chair up there and, and, you know, even, even though there wasn't a spot for a chair, we found a chair. And, uh, and and got her a spot up there so that that she could see it. But it, I don't know. It's just so important to me. Like I I am crushed. I am literally crushed if somebody walks away from one of my shows, um, and and they didn't have a good time. Mm. And so like for me, that's what I want to inspire all the actors, all the wait staff, the chefs. You know, everybody give the audience a, a fun night. Um, cause if they walk away, I, I will be crushed Yeah, and they don't have a, they don't have a good time right there. Um, you know what? And, and it also goes back. I, I was reading my, my daughter, a, a bedtime story one time. And I also, you know, I learned the same lesson there. Uh, this, this isn't, this, this is, this is a profound, this had a profound impact on me. I don't know. I may tell it to you. You may think that's stupid, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading my daughter, this bedtime story and, uh, you know, just, 
you know, her, her mom would also read it to her in a certain way and she got to expect it this certain way. And, but then, you know, mom's out for the night. And so here, here's, I'm going to read the bedtime story. And this time I decide to, um, put in my own voices in, in, and and sometimes I change up the words just because I know she's got it memorized and it'll annoy her. And she's like, no, dad, this is the way it goes. Oh, sorry. And then it said that, and I'm using voices. And, and pretty soon I, I look at her and I've genuinely made her sad. Mm. And I was crushed. And I realized, you know, like at that moment, she gets to hear a bedtime story once a night. And, you know, she's looking forward to before I went to, she goes to bed and I ruined it for her. Because I'm coming in, you know, doing my own voices and I'm going to change the word. Let's see. And, and, and at some point she just didn't think it was funny anymore. And so then I, you know, it was like, I I ruined my daughter's bedtime story. I felt guilty about it, but that is how I feel if, if an audience member walks away from a show and doesn't like it, I'm crushed. So uh, that's it. That, that is it for me. I want to inspire, take care of the audience. Um, Yes, there is that time as an as a, as a, an artist where you want to do the things that you want to do. You've got stuff to say and do, but also when an audience is coming in expecting something, man, give them what they expect. Yeah, give them give them the good time there, and um, you know, you don't you don't want to rob them of their their shot of the entertainment that they're that they're wanting. All right, the next question here: What motivates you to keep going? In those moments that always come when you doubt yourself and your vision, what pulls you out of the funk? What advice could you give someone when they are thinking about giving up on their dream? Well, I think I think what we both just talked about is one of the biggest reasons to keep going. Um, like when we're in funks, I, I think I think about the whole what is legendary doing? What is it helping with? And and I think it kind of covers what I talked about, coming in, escaping reality, being entertained, being a part of that change effect move. So I think that's, I think, and then even just your story, just with your daughter, Mike, no, I don't think it's dumb. And um, I think it's it's inspiring. I think that's true. And I think that's what we try to do. I know even Steve and I, we talk about that. Hearing, we have a gentleman in, in one of our cast that was shot. And this is like a couple a year ago, right? Right when COVID started, he got shot. And what do, you, what do you mean he got shot? By a gun. He got robbed for a cell phone and he got shot. And he was in the hospital for three months. And he was in one of our productions prior to that. I'm not going to give his name out. And we can talk about that later. Maybe oh, he could be a guest on here. But he was just telling me that when I called him after the, COVID, the C word COVID, um, after that, he was in his house for months and months, not going out at all. Didn't really want to go anywhere or do anything. And I called him up and said, Hey, I know life's been crazy for you, but I'd love to have you involved in a production with us. And he couldn't even get the word out to say anything. So I was on the phone like, hello. <laughs> and he's, and all of a sudden I started to hear him actually crying. And I was like, you all right, buddy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. And I was like, well, what's, what's going on? He's like, well, do you need people? I said, well, yeah, dude, but I just think it'd be fun. This would be a good show for you to get back involved with, just get you back on the stage. And he just, he started tearing up and he was telling me about how just the fact that I think he was good enough to come and ask him to audition, that he was good enough for that call. He lost all sense of his worth. He was, he, he had to relearn how to walk and other stuff that it's his story, but he was bedridden and just, 
for him to come here and be a part of a production and say to us and me and say to us and say, you, you gave me that purpose again to do art. It was a part of me that was dying that I didn't know existed, that I didn't know what was happening. He goes, he's, he, he started doing shows recently. He started working out more. He's, he's just getting a little more active. And he said that not just legendary, but the fact that he got to be part of a show again and feel like he belonged to something where he could create with other people. Oh, that was me hitting the mic. Sorry. Um, that he could belong to other people and feel this connection. And that's why. So you have to, for, for those of you listening, you have to see Nathan actually tell the story. He's very excited. He's using his hands everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, I punched He's the getting mic. all into it. Yeah, knocking, knocking stuff over. Sorry about that, John. I punched the mic. <laughs> but also, it just I could tell you countless stories of that where people have been struggling with just depression, suicide, or even just a hidden gift that they didn't know they were as talented as they are. Or just people that know they're gifted and want to come out and perform. But that whole connection, that bond that you get, and then seeing the audience come and just receive the shows that you're doing, and then they leave in a in just in awe of what's happening. I think that's what keeps me going. And I and I mentioned this story on on I think it was our first or second podcast. But the fact that my kids get to see me chasing my dreams, and that inspires them and makes them believe that they can chase their dreams is worth it for me. And if, if legendary closed tomorrow, I'd be okay with that. Not that I wanted to close, but I'd be okay with it because I showed my kids to go and fight for what they believe in, stand true to themselves, do their best and chase their dreams. And that is probably one of the biggest factors, maybe the, the biggest factor for me and why I some days don't want to keep doing shows or I get burnt out or or bills show up and Steve's like, well, this is how much this costs. This is what this is going to cost. And we have those conversations. I truly believe that I'm building a legacy for my kids and that they can someday not even they don't have to touch theater. I don't even care about that. But the fact that they could be inspired or encouraged to chase their dreams. And if people like the person I was talking about could come in and be affected by that too. And now they're building their legacy and finding value and worth and using their gifts and talents that they've been given. That's what it's about for me. And I think that's what keeps me going forward. And the promise of one day I'll actually make a paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) What about Um, you, Mike? I'm trying trying to think of how I would answer that one. It's a hard one. Because it's like, you know, me giving a personal, I don't, I don't want to give the, uh, you know, just just the answer that everybody else don't quit, stay strong, stay the course. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a more personal answer, but if you're thinking about giving up on your dream, so that that was that was the question. Yeah. What, do, what do you say to somebody like that? And I, I, you know that 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 to me is like you protect your dream, right? Protect your dream, and and there will be the, the, if if you're looking for a reason to give up on your dream. You'll you'll find it. I mean, you you will. There, there's a million reasons out there um, why you should give up on your dream, or you know, people will tell you, situations will tell you. Um, you can probably think of these things yourself, and and you know what? Find one good reason to keep up with your dream. You well, know, don't let someone take it from you. I'm going to tag into that. I think it's important to sometimes we get caught up in what our dream looks like, like. 
obviously my dream for a theater would be a thousand people coming a weekend and the greatest showman in my brain. This is my brain. That is what I imagine myself like chasing this dream. That's unheard of or not, you know, just reaching the unknown, going for it, running for it. But sometimes I think it's okay to step back and adapt your dream too, and realize it's okay to have dreams, but what are the stepping stones to it, to reach your dreams? I think baby steps are okay. You don't have to start out by becoming a millionaire. I think it's okay to realize you got to be a, a thousand air first, you know, and then, then, then it becomes 10,000. Then it becomes 50, hundred, you know, we could go on up. And I think that's the same thing with, with chasing your dreams. It's okay. Sometimes to step back going, Hey, this isn't going good at all. I'm going to step back. I'm not giving up, but I'm just going to adapt and maneuver flex and flow. And I think sometimes we get caught up in this. Well, this isn't what my dream is. I'm done. And that's, that's just doubt talking. Well, and, and, and I, I think it, it, at that point when that happens, you have to ask yourself, uh, you know, if you can truly say, that's it, I'm done. Was it really your dream to begin with? Correct. I mean, was it a love or is it just a, a, a quick little Flash infatuation? Flash kind or, of thing. Yeah, just yeah. A, is it just something that was a nice thought? Ooh, I'd like to do this. Well, not really. Uh, set, realistic, set realistic expectations, too. Sometimes we set these expectations that aren't, aren't obtainable yet. Just reach what you can in that moment and keep pushing for the next moment. I, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of think, it, you know, if it's the, the dream, not just a dream, but if it is like the dream, um, I, I don't know if people can just give up on it or if they can just walk away from it. I mean, they, they could say that they're walking away, but maybe that path will just circle around and they'll show back up at it again. I mean, I just have a hard time imagining that um, they would give up on their dream just absolutely completely. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, do that. No, don't. I, I, I guess the, the short answer is don't give up. Keep pressing on, set realistic, realistic expectations and just know that your dream may, may adapt. It may, it may change a little bit. It may flex. And it, it may look a little different, but don't lose sight of what your dream is because it's out there and you can obtain it. All right. So then let's let's get into the brass tacks then just really, really quick. So this will be this will be closing thought. Is that what you're telling me? Closing up? Yeah, I was okay, kind of closing up. up. All right. So <laughs> then if if you are thinking, okay, I, somebody said something to me, your circumstance came up, I gotta give up on my dream. That is the time to fight for it with everything that you got. Haters gonna uh, hate, hate, hate. I mean, and oh. and that again, like you said, expand your dream, adapt your dream, become more things. You know, yep. make, but make your dream happen. If not, opportunity doesn't knock. You build your own door and then knock yourself. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Make it happen. There's no excuses here. Make it happen. Yeah, and I think it's okay to have a, a bunch of dreams. And if, and if and if a dream isn't working out, adapt it. Switch it up. And it's okay to have multiple dreams. I think there should be a bunch of dream chasing going on. Look Why the, not? I don't know. This is just interesting how our, our moods seem to have changed. Like, I'm a little bit like, I'm, I'm, I I want to fight now. Like, go, go, get your dream. What are yeah. you doing over here? It's, I, I, it must, that, that question must have touched on a nerve there because well, I think it's come up for both of us. It has. And, and honestly, I think it's okay to ask for help. Ask for perspective, opinions. Seek out people that are doing it or trying to do it. Team up with them. Maybe there's a team out there that's has a different type of dream. Maybe someone wants to be a business owner, but you want to be a theater owner. Maybe there's someone out there that wants to just be 
um, creative and then you're the business driven one. There's, there's a lot of options and a lot of areas where you could team up to create that dream. So don't give up and just keep pushing forward and just keep going. I hope to the audience they were able to decipher that. I think that we just rambled for about we 10 did. minutes we on it. Don't give up. Don't yeah. do this. But Yeah, we did. We kind of <laughs> just kept talking. But really, we just we really want to instill passion in you and just let you know, keep doing it. Keep going for it. And stay strong. Stay motivated. And lift each other up. All right. And we will catch you next time on the Upstaging Gentleman podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later. Later.